This is former TNA World Champion Raven, and you're listening to TNA Cross the Line Podcast. Quote the Raven, nevermore. And don't cross the line. Or do cross the line. I'm not really sure if you're supposed to, you're not supposed to. I don't know. Whatever. You get it. TNA Wrestling. Cross the Line. And we're back with episode 113 of the TNA Cross the Line podcast. I am Bob Nelly Jr. And with me, as always, is Dallas Gridley and Dallas tonight on Impact. We are getting the Impact debut of Raven. It's only going to be two months since the show started and arguably one of the biggest stars in the company is finally making an appearance. We haven't even seen a, like a promo from him. On impact, but tonight's the no. night he will be in action. And I know you're a Raven Mark, so you're probably beyond thrilled. But also tonight, we are going to be probably having some promotion for Ultimate X4, which is taking place on our next episode when we return to the asylum. And I don't know if we know much else of what's going on technically this week on impact. You might know. I have forgotten. Yeah, I'm going to be honest with you. I do not remember what they've announced. And usually, I think it's safe to say they don't really announce a lot for Impact. Um, and I think, I think realistically, the biggest thing here is Ravens making his debut finally on Impact. And I feel like it was kind of teased. It could potentially be against Sabu. I don't if know I'm, if they really... They didn't say it, but I feel like it was heavily hinted at that it because because of the feud. They didn't say it, although I guess if it was going to be, then they would have really told you. But uh, I think it was more of like, oh, Raven will be there. What will Sabu do? I uh, know you're probably right about that. Will Sabu also be there? like that type of thing? No, you know what? That's probably how it was said. Actually, will Sabu? So they're teasing a confrontation regardless between them, which. Let's just do it. Raven's back. Let's do it. Before someone fucks something up or someone gets injured, do the match. Well, yeah, it would appear that he's recovered from his... Uh, like, it's from his ribs, fracture, wasn't it? Fractured rib or something like that. Crazy. So, uh, yeah, but <clears throat> we're coming off of the first ever Six Sides of Steel uh, cage match where the Naturals successfully retained the NWA Tag Team Championships against America's Most Wanted. Uh, I would venture to guess, considering what happened kind of during and after that cage match, that perhaps Triple X will maybe be the number one contenders. If not, I maybe they are the number one contenders, if I maybe remember. Oh, yeah. But I, I, I think AMW... I think AMW here is going to be shifting towards a feud with Team Canada because Scott Demore and his teammates there brutally attacked. I believe it was Chris Harris. Yeah, because and all that stuff. And then he kind of fell out of the cage, leaving James Storm inside alone. That's right. And then you know what? That's his own fault. Yeah, right. you don't leave a cage. 
It's a prime example. Any any uh, WWF fans out there? <clears throat> Money Incorporated, Steiner Brothers, 1993. You don't leave the cage. You don't leave the cage. You fools. Um, or I think Survivor Series 2001, when Jeff Hardy was like, "I'm gonna try to leave the cage and then jump through a table and miss," and then they lost the unification to the Dudley Boys. Oof. Um, I think it's fair to say that Triple X is next in line. I mean, they were heavily teasing America's Most Wanted Triple X to the point where it was like, how does America's Most Wanted not like win back the tag team titles? Right. It was very clear, like, oh yeah, excuse me, Triple X is going to be America's Most Wanted. They had history, blah, blah. And then they didn't, and it was like, oh shit. But realistically... Triple X chasing those belts with the Naturals, I think, is is going to be good. It's fresh, something a little different. Um, so I'm not I'm not going to complain about that. Yeah, I think I'm uh, interested in that match. Uh, I and I think this is good for AMW to maybe steer away from the tag tag titles at least because uh, yeah, you don't want to yeah. get burnt out on AMW either chasing or holding the tag titles. Right. Because uh, at this point, it's going on close to, what, two full years mm-hmm. of them really being the top team. For real. Yeah, exactly. Um, I mean, I guess, you know, let, let's just run down the card quick, too, as we're talking about this. Because, sure. you know, we've already kind of bounced around a bunch of stuff here. But uh, speaking of, Triple X did defeat Team Mexico's Abismo Negro and Mr. Aguila in the opening contest on our last episode covering the July 21st, 2004 pay-per-view. So definitely, uh, once again, proving themselves as a top contender. We saw that Sicilian street fight, Bob, which is, as you told us last week, one of the main reasons you ordered the show as a kid. Uh, yeah. I, I think really the main reason. And I, because I would love to say the steel cage match was the reason, but... I don't vividly remember being invested in AMW and the Naturals, but I was invested on Big Vito. Big Vito. Who? From WCW being in a street fight against a guy that I had primarily known as Simon Diamond. Right. And yeah, and uh, Big Vito won that, that uh, Sicilian street damn, fight. You are damn right. Dude. And then Bob fell asleep. He made it through that match. His mom said, Bobby, it's okay. It was 10 bucks. And Bob fell asleep. So he didn't even make it to what ended up being no. a handicap match uh where d-ray 3000 mike posey yes the referee mike posey and shark boy defeated the team of david young and johnny swinger and yeah it was supposed to be glenn gilberti but he wasn't there and i think i have a i think i have a note on that so we'll talk about that momentarily uh we saw abyss defeating sabu in a falls count anywhere match yeah, and that's actually, that's when Raven came back at too, I believe, right at the at the end of that. Uh, then the team of Chris Saban and Jerry Lynn, which had AJ Styles ringside, defeated the team of Kazarian and Michael Shane. And that match was supposed to be Jerry Lynn and AJ Styles, but they're selling that knee injury still, and that's why Styles just was ended up being uh, ringside uh, for that match instead. And then of course the first ever six sides of steel match. The Naturals defeated. Murgis was wanted. That match went 15 minutes and 29 seconds. And I'd say it was pretty damn good. Yeah, it was a good match. I, and I, I'm sure we said it was a thumbs up for a show, right? Uh, yeah, I, I mean, 
I don't even on paper. I don't even think you even need to watch it to know that that's a good show. Now I do think there's a couple things that dragged a little, but you guys already heard that. That was last episode. You already know. But overall, not bad, man. I liked it. Um, so I guess that kind of brings us to it, Bob. What do you think that the readers of the Observer thought about that show? Probably a thumbs up. Yeah. So sixty-nine point eight percent gave it a thumbs up. Twenty-six point four percent gave it a thumbs in the middle. And three point eight percent gave it a thumbs down. Was that like so, one person? Uh, it was actually two. So not really bad, though. I mean, that's that's yeah. pretty. It's pretty good numbers. Um, and as we've said in the past, we we usually think that if a lot of people are in the middle like that and the majority are up, it's. I mean, that's a very positive yeah. uh, review, nonetheless. Absolutely. Um. So. I think uh, it's pretty obvious here. I do. I mean, do we have to ask you what the best match was? No. Okay. It was the Sicilian Street Fight. I'm just joking. It was the six sides. You almost were like, you almost choked on your spit or something. If you were drinking no, right there, no, you would have spit it out. Uh, uh, yeah. yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> so it, it, they said there's nothing even close to vote. So the cage match easily won. Now, what about the worst match? Uh, I'm going to say the. Like the handicap match with D-Ray in that. Well, it actually ended up being the Sicilian Street Fight. Are you kidding me? The main reason why I watched the damn thing. and just I like, know. Nah. Isn't that funny? I actually I just made the joke about the Sicilian Street Fight. I didn't even realize that that was the worst match. <sighs> um, and, and Dave adds a note about that, saying that was one of those weapons matches that went out years ago where they trade hitting each other with garbage can lids to the head, getting no reaction from the crowd. And I hate to say it. It's kind of what happened. I mean, it's a WCW hardcore match. Yeah. I just think if that match was shorter, I don't think I would have minded. It went seven minutes and 20 seconds. Now, I know we're on pay-per-view. So, really, and actually looking at it here, that was the shortest match, mind you, by a couple seconds. But it was the shortest match on the show, and I still feel like it went too long. Um, I mean, that doesn't seem too long, but I can see the point. I feel like when a, I mean, a weapons match probably should be quick anyway, because like if you're just constantly hitting each other with weapons, wouldn't someone normally just lose that pretty quickly? I would think. Right. Um, and also, Bob, I'm just remembering now. I don't have a note about it just yet. We'll, I'm sure we'll get to something. We're missing a, a big thing that happened on the last show as well. Uh, is that that Jeff Hardy signed? Yeah, Jeff Hardy was there. And he signed. And he signed, and he's going to get a title match against Jeff Jarrett. It's official. That's official? I think that's part of the deal. It's part of his like, deal of signing. I'm pretty sure they said that. Oh, wow. Unless he didn't get to sign that particular I think, you know paper. I, I think for me not to mention that shows you how much I don't really care about Jeff Hardy coming into DNA. Oof. Oof. Pop. I just, I don't know, man. He was, I, at the time of, you know, I was what, 14, 15? Yeah. I, uh, that's a fair ball. Foul. Uh, they, um, I just, he was never a major draw for me. He, yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I enjoy his stuff, but I, uh, it's not like must see it. And if people are wondering why I said that's a fair ball, it's because I'm watching Madison Brewer's game as well. 
Jesus. Um, I'm, I'm looking over at WrestlingRecaps.com. Oh, boy. Great website. Uh, and it, it is noted even here, the contract assures Hardy an NWA World Championship match with Jeff Jarrett. But this is an important note. He goes to sign, but he was cut off because the alpha male came out, which I knew, I do remember happening. But so he didn't quite sign that paper yet. And of course, Brown um, basically says that he's one pounds away from taking the title. Jarrett came out. It was a, a crazy segment. And we're kind of we're kind of thinking that Monty Brown might end up helping Jarrett versus fighting him. Okay, we, so a we, couple we, things. Number one, I'm proud of myself to have noted, hey, Jeff Hardy technically hasn't signed the contract. No, that is pretty – actually, I'm really – this is one of the more detailed segments I've seen you write. Number two, considering that fact, and he's not – I guess he's not the number – he wouldn't be the number one contender, right? Because he didn't sign it? No, not yet. Okay. So Vince was kind of – Kind of being like the fair guy, I could see this being like a Monty Brown, Jeff Hardy type of thing. True. And now I think it's important to note as well, though, is that he did sign his TNA contract, just not the second contract that Dusty Rhodes was holding in the envelope. That was the one guaranteeing the title. So let's get that straight. He is signed to TNA. We don't know the details, but we're going to see more in our future. Right. Okay. For for at least another what year and a half. Uh, Two years. You, yeah, you know, a year and a half. I think you're right. Roughly, give or take. I don't. I don't think he makes it to 2006. No, I don't. I don't think he does either. He doesn't. Okay. Well, we'll see. He makes it through 2000. Yeah, but he does some really good stuff there. So I'm yeah, really that. That's true. So I'm really excited about. It. Um. Yeah. So that's exciting. So hey, maybe we're gonna see. Uh, do you think they're gonna put Hardy on Impact tonight? If they're smart, I think they should do something, a segment or something with them. But um, yeah, I, I mean, know. yeah. I mean, why not? Why wouldn't you? Right? Would it be necessary to see him in the live crowd? Maybe I don't know. Maybe not. But to be on the show, you, you some capacity, want. right? Um, okay, so let's uh, let's talk about a couple things that Dave has about the show from the, our last episode, and then I got a couple notes. And Bob, I'm looking again. You asked me off air. It's gonna be a shorter episode today, guys. Damn. There's not a ton. Damn, I could talk about TNA all day. Me too. In fact, I'm I'm trying to get I'm trying to do that with more people. Like guys, like let's you guys watch Impact. I text Bob. Bob, did you hear the Reverse Battle Royals back? And Bob pulls the Austin Skinner on me. He ignores me. Hmm. Yeah, now, no, I, now it's I the Bob calling because Austin actually answers me. Bob no longer does. He's sick of me. No, see my my defense with this. Okay, I had seen it on Twitter, okay, and I had meant to even message you about it. I'm sure you were going to. That's a funny thing. <laughs> and I, because I saw it at, uh, I believe I saw it at work. Yeah, it was like midday. It was a really weird time to figure out. Yeah, was, I feel it was like, like 11 o'clock or something. So I saw it, and then I got distracted with work. Forgot. And then you text me that, and I saw it, and I was like, I have to respond and say, yeah, I saw that. But I'll do that in a minute. And that minute turned into number. Yeah, it happens. I, so, it happens to the best of us, okay? Yeah. Well, I still say that they should have a reverse battle royal king of the mountain match. You do two reverses in the same match. 
It gave me a headache. So you do like 20 guys on the floor, and then the first five into the ring are now king of the mountain eligible. And then you just. And then you do the king. Okay, okay. Now that could actually work. That's what I would do. That could actually work. Scott Demore. Sign me up. By the way, speaking of Scott Demore, I don't think it was in that put it out there, but there is a CM Punk Cole Cabana promotion match. It is on YouTube. Guys, we're making progress. Start leaking. Guys, he leaked it. Scott Demore leaked that. Somebody did. Somebody did. Okay. I'm one match out of probably 350 that has been on that show so far. And they've released like clips as like hidden gems on yeah. Impact Plus that don't count, guys. No, I I didn't watch the whole thing yet. I'm going. It's five minutes long. It's like nothing. Yeah, exposed matches are. But no. I watched the intro. JB go. It's like an intro with JB. They go into the match and they advertise the pay per view matches at the bottom of the screen. I was like, yo, this is legit explosion footage. Yeah. yeah. So anybody out there in Nashville? Really exciting. If you ever recorded Explosion on UPN, get your VHS out and convert it and put it on YouTube. Or at least send it to us at Cross the Line TNA over on Twitter. Send us a DM. How that stuff hasn't been released yet, I don't understand. It's mind-blowing. And listen, all of our listeners, we know you guys want Explosion. We talk about it every week. Do hashtag we want Explosion. Tag us. Tag Scott Damore. We're gonna. It's gonna happen. Reacher. I don't know when, but it's gonna happen. Yeah. I don't care if it happens in another five years when Tony Khan buys the uh, the library. Well, you know, speaking of that, and hopefully the company. If he bought Ring of Honor for like, I think it was what, like forty million, right? It wasn't even that much. Yeah, maybe. And I think you're right. I, I think it was kind of high. How much do you think Impact goes for? It gotta be more than that. I would have. I would have to assume it's more than that. And I almost think it'd have to go more than that because this is so bad. I think it's because Anthem would be stubborn and be like, we want more. <laughs> I think it but, would, however, I think it should be. I, I agree with you. The I amount of stars like and where impact was at one point in like the library. No, I agree. I, I do think it should be more. And you know what? Technically, probably to get the full library, you'd have to probably pay Viacom. So I think Viacom owns a few years of it. And the thing is, if it happened, I think he would do it. Like, if he got part of it, he's going all the way. He's a multi-billionaire. Yeah, I would do it. I would have done it already. I would have, too. I would have, been I like, would have announced what, both Impact and ROH same fucking day. Same day. Same day. I own, I'm the new McMahon. I own my competition or whatever. Mm-hmm. Who knows? Maybe one day he'll buy WWE and he'll just say, fuck all you. Well, who knows with the shit that's going on now, dude? Isn't it about that? But, well, anyway. I would talk about the Vince McMahon stuff, but I was paid $3 million to not talk about it. Yeah, we're not, guys, listen, we're not supposed to talk about that. We signed NDAs. Unfortunately, me and Bob cannot talk about that. So, anyways, the July 21st show was built around that first six sides of steel cage match in the U.S. Now, Dave notes... It is in the U.S. Okay, go ahead. Dave notes that it's in the U.S. Unfortunately, he doesn't give any other background to that. And normally he would do that and be like, right, the, history. the first one is actually this. Yeah. He he doesn't, which is actually kind of a really big fucking bummer. But that kind of cements what we were wondering about. So that, in fact, 
and I, was in Mexico. I do feel like if Dave is noting that it's the first one in the U.S., it's gotta be, it's gotta be accurate. He would know if anyone would know. Oh, it's the guy, Dave Meltzer. The guys watch so much stuff. Exactly. But regardless, I'm gonna still say it was the first in history because we still don't have full proof yet. We'll get there maybe one day. If we can get there by lockdown 2005, I'll believe. It. But until then, you know, great show. AJ Styles, Abyss. Oh. Yeah, maybe maybe they're on the show because we don't know. Maybe there's a tables match inside the cage that I really maybe. like. Maybe, I there's a, maybe there's anyway. a blindfold match. Who knows? We'll see. Maybe there is. I don't know. Can't fucking wait. Anyway, uh, Dave gave that. Uh, I'm going to six... quit the podcast right before that show. Like, no, no, don't, don't. <laughs> don't. <laughs> Dave gives the uh, Six Sides of Steel match four stars. Pretty, pretty good That's rating. Good. Yeah, good. yeah. I think it was really good. Uh, he talks about all the spots and stuff, but guys, we covered that last week. We already kind of talked about this a lot. We know that Team Canada was involved. It ended up also bringing out Three Life Crew and Triple X also got involved to stop Team Canada. And then once Douglas threw the powder at James Storm, he then they then used the Natural Disaster, which is their double team stunner finisher. Uh, he kicked out of that though. Jay Stevens then hit Storm with two chair shots for the pin. Whew. So now, good match, plenty of blood. Right. Uh, now this kind of leads to a match. This is an, I'm going to say it's an announcement. I don't know if it is because he says this led to on July 28th, which is our next pay per view. I'm going to say this is an announcement. It doesn't give away results or anything. Okay. Uh, America's Most Wanted will be facing off against Petey Williams and Bobby Roode, and the Naturals will be facing off against Triple X. Uh, it does. It says. Uh, it doesn't say, sorry, that they're going to get the title shots, but it's mentioning that their win over Team Mexico on our last episode kind of earned them that shot officially. But it seems like those are two of our matches that we're uh, heading into. Well, that's kind of interesting that it took them to be a lower-level team to earn the shot. Yeah, I mean, I don't think it was like a fi- an official number contender match, but that's what Dave knows. Um, as I noted earlier, Glenn Gilberti was advertised for the show. Um, and that was even though he was booked in Honolulu for Hawaii Hawaiian Championship Wrestling. Uh, yeah. Uh, they also advertised AJ Styles Wrestling, even though they said he had a knee injury, which has worked, and simply didn't have him wrestle. Uh, with Gilberti, it's no big deal. As it's not anyone, it's not like anyone was paying to see him, Dave says. But it does show that the total arrogance of the promotion. Jared was said to be furious all week with Gilberti for blowing off what had been a full-time gig while he was in a program to do a one-shot in Hawaii. Now with Styles, Dave says that it's worse because he's often the difference between a good and bad show and people do pay to see him. Yeah. Fair. But nonetheless, if I'm Gilberti, though, I probably would rather do the Hawaii shot. Well, that's kind of cool, right? How often do you get to go to Hawaii and wrestle? Oh, yeah, it's kind of cool. And I would assume he's not looking like a fool down there. Right. Uh, Dave notes that Raven's return is saying that his match with Sabu is imminent. So it should be happening anytime. Don't have any further detail on that, though, unfortunately. Um, and that's been dragged out for a while. I mean... Yeah, and at this point, yeah, I do think if it wasn't for the injury, it would have happened by now, but what can you do? 
just gives you something more to look forward to. I don't think it's lost steam by any means, but it's just no, I don't really think so either. I was just gonna say, like, is it? Do you think it is? But I don't know if I really think it has. No, I, I so. I'm I'm still looking forward to it. I don't know how I feel about the whole like hanging of a mannequin and stuff. Well, as we noted that even Dave was like, if Raven was caught dead doing this, he'd like kill himself, like or whatever it said. He he said like he would do no part of that. Like, so yeah. that was dumb, a dumb way to try to like keep it going while he wasn't there. Um, as we noted, Jeff Hardy was at the show, and they are pushing for him uh, to get a title match with Jeff Jarrett. Uh, but first, he's got to get through Monty Brown, who is starting to get over as a cult deal, is what Dave is saying. Uh, Hardy got a good reaction, but nothing close to his debut appearance. And I will pause right there and say, me and Bob noted it sounded quite quiet. However, I do think that the audio on the episode was a little wonky. I think it was a little weird. I think um, the crowd noise seemed to be toned down versus commentary and stuff, but who knows? Yeah, but even looking at the crowd, they didn't seem like they were super. They didn't seem super pumped. Yeah, uh, they are pushing him like he's a huge superstar, but not uh, that. But now, sorry, he made a typo. That he he's got to deliver the goods. Um, but at least he hasn't no showed yet. Although, yeah, he had everyone scared on July twenty first. As he canceled two flights and arrived late. And this is kind of a peek into the show we're about to watch. But the next morning, all the wrestlers take a van from the hotel airport to take the first flight to Orlando. Hardy wasn't there. And when they woke him, everyone had to wait 25 minutes for him to be ready. And guess what? I'm going to make you guess. Who do you think that they've put in charge of Jeff Hardy to make sure that he gets up on time uh sabu nope younger younger that's your hint yeah sanjay dot no oh, you're pretty close one more uh i'm close to sanjay dot i would say you're close younger um chris saban even closer but no it is the coolest guy in the world Kazim. Frankie Kazarian is going to be in charge of him. And also, apparently, they're going to have Dusty Rhodes do his promos because they don't have faith in him talking. <laughs> but the crowd sees what? him as a real star. Wait, wait, wait. Dusty Rhodes is going to do the promos for Jeff Hardy? Yes. I don't really understand why you do that. But I don't. What? He's a manager now for him? Or? I don't know if that's not like quite a spokesperson. Said, I would say, yeah, it almost seems like more of a spokesperson thing, right? It's kind of weird. I mean, I kind of understand it. I mean, Jeff is, I don't think Jeff's a good promo. So, I, yeah, I, I mean, it kind of, right. Um, those are the main notes about last week's show. I got a couple other ones, a couple pretty quick ones here. Um, and then I even have two I'm saving for the show, two short ones. Um, Hulk Hogan, God, I'm so fucking sick of hearing his name, but it's back. He did an interview with Alex Marvez on their website, their Observer's website. Mainly to push his daughter's career, but mm. there's a TNA note, so I've got to mention it. Uh, he said he didn't go to TNA because even though they told him Russo wasn't in the company, he really still was. Which Dave says here, in parentheses, a convenient excuse because Russo was involved from day one and then told to leave because Hogan was coming in. And really did leave until the Hogan deal fell through. Uh, Hogan also got his hip replacement surgery, um, and apparently... You could watch that 
surgery error on VH1 on July 29th, 2004, on a special. Um, and even though the doctor said that he didn't need it, although at some point he would eventually need it, and he did say he's fine now. So he's using Russo as an excuse, even though, as we noted, Russo was gone. Yeah, he was gone, but was he still technically like technically on the payroll, like getting paid? Or I am willing to bet a lot of money. The answer to that is yes. But if he wasn't physically there, and I bet you wouldn't have had much say in what Hogan was doing. Yeah, I mean, well, like, wait a minute. Okay, so you, like you said, he was there pretty much since day one. If not before, in the shadows. I mean, he literally was like hiding in the shadows. Right, at least in the shadows. But I mean, doesn't this doesn't this guy join the company six years later or whatever, and like Russo's still there? You said it, man. So whatever. Time heals all wounds, especially in wrestling. Yeah, in a fake, <laughs> a fake entertainment. It's credible. It's for incredible. real, brother. I am not losing a Jeff Jarrett. That's the whole beef here. Is that he didn't want to lose a Jeff Jarrett? Give me a break. I know. So let's be real. And he wanted to pretend he was going to be at WrestleMania. Um, Jerry Lynn also did an interview in a Between the Ropes interview here. Uh, he said that he was planning on taking some time off to heal up some nagging injuries, including a shoulder injury he suffered against Juventud Guerrero back in January, which led to a ton of heat between the two as Jerry felt Guerrero was being careless with him. And that, among things, led to Juve basically being can- canned. Um, he also said that Guerrera uh, had a real problem in regards to putting himself over at the expense of other people and that he'd hurt Chris Sabin as well. And he said during his time off, he'd still be working backstage as a road agent for the company. He said he hated having to take time off uh, after a few weeks. Uh, it caused him to get cranky and ordinary. Uh, also, if TNA is really intent on pushing that he's an old man, they should have him use that word is what Alpharus is saying uh, during promos on TV. So that's fun. Jerry Lynn taking time off uh, due to injury. But guess what? There's someone working with an injury as well. Uh, that's Michael Shane, who apparently has an injured tailbone, possibly a fractured tailbone. Hmm. And it just notes here that the injury occurred when, get this, he did some crazy-ass spot. Uh, is that surprising? Fucking no. That's Alvarez for you. I back to the Jerry Lynn thing. Yes, I I know. I feel like it's usually a bad sign when the company you're wrestling for is like, hey, this guy's old. That's the angle. The angles he's old. Here's uh, Jerry Lynn. He's taking on Chris Saban, by the or you know whoever. And by the way, Jerry Lynn, he's fucking old. He's he's pretty old, guys. Yeah, but like two years ago, this guy's having banger matches with AJ Styles, and not as I mean, they were like, he's a veteran. He's a young guy, but they weren't like fuck Jerry Lynn. He's isn't he old? Yeah, he's a he's an old guy. Give me a break. That, that's usually not a good sign, at all. Crazy. He's um, taking a break. I wonder. When, I wonder when the next time we'll see Jerry Lynn. Like how long of a break is this going to be? Like in ring wise, you're thinking. Right. That's, well, that's what it is. In well, because. Yeah, but I, I mean, oh, because as long as we're not counting, like, him running out as, like, an agent to stop something. No, I'm not counting that. I'm counting that, like, as in, in ring. Pff. Like, it's got to be a couple months, right? Well, like, I know. I? I mean, he's. I know he does. He probably still does indies. But I don't know about TNA. 
I don't know. I I don't know the next time he wrestles in TNA. We'll have to keep our eyes peeled on that one. Yeah, we yeah, we definitely will. But we know he's not done yet, so I think that's safe to say. Uh, he's got uh, only about nine years left of in-ring wrestling before he. <laughs> yeah, but not all of that's in, in Impact, so. No, that's true. Um, two more things here, and this one's really short. The Impact episode on July sixteenth drew a point three four rating. Sounds have, good. Yeah, sounds pretty good from what we've been hearing. Um, I'm expecting those to still pretty fade out pretty soon um, after they apparently aren't going to be telling us. I don't know. Um, and finally, my last note. And like I said, I got I got two um, short ones <coughs> for the show. One of which doesn't necessarily have to be doing the show, but I figured why not. Uh, there is a plan to start a championship committee that would either replace or work with the director of authority as television characters. So, get this. The idea would be a three-man team of Dusty Rhodes as a babyface, Terry Funk as a heel, and Larry Zbysko as the swing vote. Yeah. Uh, one of the reasons they pushed Rhodes as the guy who signed Jeff Hardy instead of Vince Russo was to start the build for this. Mm. Dutch Mantel's plan was to turn Russo back heel with Jeff Jarrett oh. and use the committee as the way to overrule some of Russo's authority. However... Listen to this. This is actually pretty big news here. Uh, Vince Russo has told friends he's leaving on August 26th for Denver Denver, to enter the seminary school and would be done with the company at that point. Now, given the company's long history of being dishonest about Russo's involvement, who knows what to believe on the latter of that, of if he's actually going to be done. But if so, that's kind of crazy. That's pretty big news if, if that's true. Well, I think that they're kind of, it sounds like they're kind of just watering down the whole idea of, like, commissioners. You're going to have three guys. Yeah, a committee. Yeah, a committee of, like, commissioners. That just seems, that seems ridiculous. Well, I'm going to be honest. Sabisco is a swing vote. So does that mean every single thing is going to be one and one? Yeah. And Sabisco's going to be like, I'm going to go with... Dusty. And then, like, the next segment, I'm going to go with Terry. No, I don't I don't want to see that. I'll be honest. I don't really need to see these three guys on my screen. Dusty, Dusty almost feels like the more, like, normal candidate out of these guys because we've seen him more often. But do I really want to see Terry Funk in a championship committee role? No. No. No way. No. Zabisco's been on it enough, but, like, I just... I don't. I don't need it. We don't, don't need it. People. What kind, of, what kind of blows my mind is that you have this young alternative, mm-hmm. and then you're gonna have guys from like the '70s and '80s, right? You know, in theory, on the show booking it, it's just gonna seem like dated to me. I don't know. That's and so I'm putting myself back in like me as a kid's shoes, right? 2004. Okay. Fairly early in my fandom, I've been a fan for a couple years at this point, uh, and I did not know about Impact at this time. Not just yet, at least. Pretty mm-hmm. soon, not just yet. However, if I turn this on, in fact, when I did, we're going to see it in, in another year or so. I don't know exactly when it happens. 
I didn't know who the fuck Larry Zbysko was, dude. Sure. Do you know how many Larry Zbysko matches I've watched? Uh, if I had a guess, I'm going to go with none. Oh, that's not completely true. We watched a couple on this podcast. Well, I'm saying but, at the time right, himself. Right. No. Well, right, right, right. So it's like, whereas like Dusty Rhodes, he's obviously pushed as like a bigger name and stuff like that. But regardless, I'm just, it's what I'm getting at here is if you're trying to potentially pull in, we'll even say a younger audience, right? That's always kind of the goal in wrestling, it feels like, is try to get the younger audience. They don't know. They don't care either. Like, no one cares. No, I absolutely, I absolutely agree with that. He is not, he's not, and I, like I've said before, he's recognizable to the Monday Night War fan, but I feel like even then. See, I forget about that. I even forget about that. Isn't that insane? Yeah, and that era, I feel like, is primarily a lot of casual viewers. They were not diehard fans. They were watching it because it was like the it thing. So if you're one of those people and you're like, oh, hey, Larry Sabisco, Jimmy, remember him? He'd be like, yeah, dude, the guy, the commentator. They're not going to be like, oh, the AWA world champion or whatever. Like, that's not, that's not going to be a thing. So, no, I, 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 t- I totally agree with you. Yeah, I don't know. And that's, here's the other thing. I find Larry Zabisco, I would say fairly entertaining. Like, I like hearing him talk, but like, he doesn't, he doesn't do anything for me. Like, he's just there. Yeah, no, I mean, I'd say, I'd say he's good. Like, he is entertaining, but he's not a guy that I would necessarily... Want to see every week in an authoritative role authority. on a on a show with young talent. Yeah. 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 That, that's something I probably wouldn't want to see. Well, hey, you know what? We'll see what happens. I don't know if, I don't know how soon, if this is a plan or when, or it doesn't know nothing on that. So, as always, we're going to keep listening. And, well, you guys are going to keep listening. We're going to keep watching. Hopefully you guys are watching along sometimes with us. Uh, but, Bob, that's all I have. I do have a couple dark matches real quick, actually, and then we can get right into the show. Do it up. So uh, at this impact taping, there was, like I said, a bunch of freaking dark matches uh, because they tape a bunch of those prior to the show. In fact, it looks like there was, I think, three of them. So first up, we have the Elite Guard, which is, if you don't remember, Chad Collier, Hot Stuff Hernandez, and Onyx defeating the team of Bruce and Rod Steele and Lex Levette, who just made his Impact debut last week. And he got a full entrance. Yeah. Uh, are are the Steele, Rod and Bruce, are they normally a tag team? Do we know? Or do they just uh, happen to have the same last name? No, I think I think they're a tag team. Okay. Well, because it... Oh, uh, okay. KJ Match has them spelled right. Dave spells them even differently, which is why I'm asking. I'm I'm pretty sure that they are the tag team. I thought so too, because you've mentioned them before. Um, Christopher Daniels defeated Frankie Kazarian. That's a that's got to be a pretty good dark match. Yeah, that's a good dark match. And then finally, Sabu defeated Mikey Tenderfoot. Mikey Tenderfoot. Yeah. Is that even real? Yeah, that's real, dude. <laughs> Let's see. Is he still wrestling uh, these days? No. Oh, no, he stopped wrestling in 2012, and actually he stopped after 2005 until 2012. Is he alive? Yeah, it doesn't say he's dead. Yeah, Mikey, <laughs> Mikey Tenderfoot. 
Oh, wait a second. Hold on one second. Oh, no, what? Oh, no, it's the dark match. I was like, oh, my God, we're going to see him. It's the dark match. Never mind. Wait Why, a second. Was, he what, Is it that Titan guy or whatever? No, 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 no. It's it's the dark match we just I just said. But it looks like he actually wrestled on Explosion, November 19th, 2003. I'm sure we mentioned it. Gilberti and David Young defeated Mikey Tenderfoot and Z-Bar. One, yeah, I remember Z-Bar. Ridiculous. I remember Z-Bar. Anyways. Bob, I'm freaking ready for Impact. I've been waiting two days. Two? Two days to watch this show. I've been waiting like, I think, eight days. Maybe, yeah, maybe it's like, maybe something like that. But, two days. <laughs> Uh, all right, that is my cue to say that it is time to cross to the line. Out. Well, it is time to cross the line. That is true. But it's also time to watch the July 23rd, 2004, uh, NWATNA Impact episode. If you want to watch along with us, head over to the Impact Plus app uh, or find it in your own personal collection. That works as well. I'll count down from three. When I say play, that is when we are going to start watching it. Runtime for this is uh, 45 minutes and 29 seconds. So here we go. Three, two, one. Play. Oh, mine is loud. Oh, bro, look at this Ultimate X setup. Of course, as Bob noted, we're trying to hype in that for our next episode. Whoa. Oh. In-ring impact debut of Jeff Jarrett as well. Talking about Jeff Hardy as well. It's a pretty big announcement. <clears throat> is is Jarrett going to fight anybody worth like mentioning? Come on. Mikey Tenderfoot. Yeah. Lex LeVette returns. Yeah. Okay, I can't, I'm sorry. This intro sucks. The I don't like it. Dude, the pay-per-view intro is a banger, and this one's like... <laughs> it never reaches, like, another a beat. So, like, you come to the fans who are going nuts, but the music doesn't, like, match their excitement. No. Uh, and just in case you're curious, Bob, we are sold out. 850 free tickets here at the Impact Zone in Orlando, Florida. Jeez. Pyro. Careful, you might burn the roof. Stop. No, that's the one that does it right there. And they don't catch it until the first match. That's funny. Holy crap. Okay, how much pyro? We're blowing our budget. Who are we starting off with here? Who is that? Is it Jarrell Jer Clark? That's Jarrell Clark. Wow. If he doesn't look like the guy from Scrubs, I don't know who does. He looks like Tiny D'Lo. I think he looks like the guy from Scrubs. Oh, I don't watch that show, but I feel like oh, I know who you're talking Donald, about. Donald Faison? Faison? Sure. You don't know who I'm talking I can't believe you don't know who I'm talking Okay, here Scrubs. comes AJ Styles. Watch the show, Scrubs. It has like a good eight seasons. They brought it back for a ninth season. Don't watch it. Eight seasons. Or oh. whatever. Bob was going to be happy to know that Jeff Hammond is back on commentary with Don Weston. Like, today I hear him blabbering mm -hmm. about something. 
listen here, guys. I'm a NASCAR expert, and this AJ Styles. He's fast like my car. You see, you see yeah. these turnbuckles? So much room so for you're talking about adrenaline on a NASCAR race. Adrenaline here with AJ Styles doing those flippy floppies. Pretty good. <laughs> the flippy floppies. That's right. Mike poses a referee. He's not wearing shorts, so that's how you know he's not wearing. He's not about to wrestle in his muscle shirt and shorts. This is a non-title matchup between AJ Styles and Jarrell Clark. That means there's a 10-minute time limit. And everybody knows that there's only one person allowed to wear shorts as a referee. That's right. That's Slick Johnson. That's right. I cannot wait for him to come here. I mean, I can wait, but... Stop it. I'm just saying. I just feel like he overdoes it. Like, his whole mannerisms and stuff. I just don't like it. The thing We've is, already like, seen him. Wasn't he already in the start of this company? Slick. Wait, you might be onto something there. I think we already did see him. Yeah, you know what? We might have. At least, like, the first two. Well, regardless, the, uh... I don't know. I kind of like referees that got personalities, to be honest with you. I don't know if I do. I feel like they should just be in the background now. I think... But, see, I almost like to know, like... Oh, I know this is Mike Posey. Like, I know who that is. You can know a person and not have them overshadow the moment. Well, I, I don't disagree with that. I don't think they should overshadow stuff. But I think I think sometimes they can add to it as well. Look at Jarrell. Like, I'm on the top of Styles. I know what you're going to get at here. Hurricane Rana, kind of sloppy, but that's okay. Into an arm bar, though. What, what, what was they going to get at? You're getting at Aubrey. She's one of them, yeah. But see... She's not a bad referee, but I mean... Do you like it was Earl like a face-to-face confrontation, and then she slid into the site, into the scene. It was like, what? Why? Well, like, like that? Oh God! Oh. Slams Earl Clark on the bottom turnbuckle to break that armbar. Well, do you like Earl Hebner? Uh, no. Okay. Because I feel like we were on IcoPod recently when Earl Hebner was the ref. I was like, I understand why they call her Girl Hebner. Like, the way he was acting in the match reminded me of her mannerisms. Yeah, no, I, I, no, I've never been big on Okay. Him. Well, I'm going to say it right now, and I'm not just being a shill here. As look at this, Springboard 20, he counter into a Northern Lights suplex by Styles. That was nice. Um, I don't want to shill too much, but I think TNA's got the best refs. I'm just saying. I mean, I, I can't even say anything because I, I don't watch it. No, not right now. The, what we are watching. Mike oh, right Posey, now. Slick Johnson, oh, okay. Charles. You know what? I don't know if I can agree with that. Stop it. They're awesome. We've had referees invisibly pull themselves out of the ring because the guys <laughs> missed it. Wait, I didn't say Andrew Thomas, buddy. Okay. And then we've had okay, people okay. fucking... No, they're Somehow good. get knocked down from, like, bad kicks or something. I mean, come on. Jones or or no. Given to her side rush and leg sweep. No, Styles countered that as well. Double underhook. And oh, 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 caught him up. Oh, my God. Is this going to be the Styles clash? Tuck your chain, tuck your chain. It is. Goes for the cover. One, two, three. Just under three okay. minutes. So it's five seconds left. Jarrell Clark, I think, is probably pretty green still here. Oh, look at this. Oh, it's the team down Francine and uh, Shane and Kazarian. Yeah, but this is a good group. Yeah, I agree. And uh, they're pointing. Like, we're going to take that belt because, remember, they are in the Ultimate X match on our well, next episode. I'm, I'm sure they're like, one of us is going to beat you. No, they think they're both going to win. The Ultimate X. Uh, well, Joel Clark, I mean, he had some decent moments there, but uh, he's probably still super pretty pretty green. 
pretty green, but I also don't think that was like an awful showing, which is, no. I mean, he got a little bit of offense in, shows that he is uh, athletic. There's potential um, probably for the exit. Wait, 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 wait. What is this? Glacier. Who wait, the no, fuck is off. that? Wait, I don't know who this is. Coming soon? Who? What? Bob, yes. I literally... I have no fucking idea. <laughs> Dude, I literally don't know who that is. No idea. Okay, well, it looks like Goldilocks is bringing out her baby bear here, and of course, followed by Abyss. They just noted that they're going to be tag team action. I don't... I, need I have a guess, but, like... I truly don't know who that just was. I have absolutely no idea. Whoa. Okay. Well, hey, I like a good surprise. Yeah, but like... I feel like we normally know at least like who it could be. Well, dude, that's the thing. is I So I have a guess. Should I make my guess? Because I don't know if it's right or wrong. Yeah, why not? Because I have no fucking idea. I think it's Ryan Wilson. No way. Do you think I, so, really? I, that's the only person I can think of. Uh, by the way, Baby Bear and uh, Abyss are fighting Mr. Aguila and Abismo Negro of Team Mexico. Um, now, the only my doubt in my mind is one of the shots, he didn't look super tall, but the other ones, you couldn't really tell, and that's why... Now, he didn't have a mask on either, and he, he, he was rumored to be walking around with this mask character with Johnny Fairplay. It's the only person I can think of, like, oh, that's who that could be. Hmm. That's my only guess. All right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look it up. No, don't. We're going to find out soon. What if they never come in? Well, then we'll have to. Well, actually, you know what? I bet you it's in our notes on next week's show. Not next episode. It might be two weeks. It might be okay, two episodes. Okay, so here's a fun one. So I am reading the July 23rd, 2004, literally published on the date of the show. Review oh, wow. By Larry Zonka. Rest in peace, 411 Mania. This guy would, he reviewed oh, you've so about much him a lot, wrestling. Yeah. This guy, so much wrestling. He uh, passed away, I think, like last year. Oh, wow. Uh, really, it was tragic there. Um, you want to take a want an idea here of what his guess is? Okay, if he's making a guess like that, it's just a guess because he I'm doesn't cool know with that. I don't know. I dude, I have no idea. What what does he say? He goes, "This is the direct quote of what he says." He goes, "An odd coming soon video runs. You can't really tell anything about who it may be, so I'm going to speculate and say uh, Canyon. Why? Because I can. Oh. Canyon's not a bad. I mean, it didn't look oh. like him. Okay, so that's the thing is his hair was like cut. Yeah. Which not saying he couldn't cut his hair, but you know that you say that. I almost feel like that gear almost could resemble like a mortisy kind of look. Sure. He had a jacket. It had like um I, I, like I'm going to say sting pads on the pants. You know what I mean though? Yeah. Um like that texture? Hmm, interesting. Nothing's going on too much in this match, just so you guys are aware, um, as we're speculating still. Mike Posey versus David Young on our next episode, guys. They scrolled across the bottom right there. I love Don West being like, Goldilocks is wearing that fur coat in 95-degree weather. Like, why what is if, she doing that? What if it's Mikey Tenderfoot? <gasps> Whoa. 
Lex Levat. They're repackaging him. Dude, could you imagine? Shelly in with Abismo Negro. Slams him down. We had plans for this guy. <laughs> Abyss is in. I hope that uh, that Dave has like some kind of. Yeah, I'm really curious. Yeah. Oh God, Abysmal Negro was a little short. Abyss didn't really catch him either, though. On um, that springboard crossbody, and then he just picked him up and scooped and slammed him down, right on the mat. This match has officially gone longer than the AJ Styles Drew Clark match. <laughs> We're under seven minutes. Kind of surprising. I don't know. I feel like whenever Biscuit's in the ring, like, Black Hole Slam, get out. Like, just do it. Right. Just finish it off. And, of course, we finally have a name for the shock treatment Bob, that just happened recently. Only took almost a year to come up with a name. That's right. Triple H taking the natural seriously. Only took them to be the NWA Tag Team Champions. Oh. Do you think we're going to see Roderick Strong again? Yeah. You do? Maybe I like know Like, within, we do. like, a reasonable amount of time? Maybe I know we do. On, like, Impact soon? I'm very, I want to say, like, 90% positive. We see Roderick Strong on a pay-per-view. Oh, I know that. I count I'm that. Saying, no, I know. And the thing, too, about that situation is, like, he was probably going to get a job, but then, like, he's like, fuck you, I'm staying with Ring of Honor. Because I got a show on Saturday. And they were like, and him and Austin Aries, right? Yeah. It's both yeah. of them. Although I think Aries might do a little bit more when he first comes in, doesn't he? I don't know. Not a lot, but... um. Yeah, I I don't know. We're gonna we'll, we'll see it all as holy shit. Alex Shelley drop kicked off the top rope to the floor by Abismo Negro, I'm and here comes Abyss knocking him off his feet. And Aguila coming in the ring, coming behind him, but Abyss barely stumbles because Aguila does not have holes in his pants, so you can't see his butthole today. Nope. And Man's holy spring. shit, look at that he counter. He's going for a lethal injection, but Abyss <laughs> catches him with a shock treatment, and that does look good. Uh, Pentagon here. Oh, sorry. It's abysmal. Fucking Pentagon. Kick him. That's right. Shelly going to the top rope. Oh, my God. Oh. Wait. There was a double stomp to the back of the head of um, Aguila, and Abyss hit the black hole slam in the background. And look at Abyss. Yeah. Did you just see that? He had the black hole slam on Abysmo, and he was covering him, but they counted Shelly's pin, and Abyss was like, what the fuck? See, I don't know how I feel about this. Look at Abyss in the background. I just got to say it quick. I can't believe Abyss is not with who he is fucking supposed to be with yet. Yeah, I mean, I just don't know how I... I really still don't know how I feel about uh, Abyss. I mean, I'm not getting a love vibe from it, but, like, the no. attention part. 
Yeah. Um, the man who's going to be facing Jeff Hardy this Wednesday is up next. And that's right. The alpha male, Monty Brown and Jeff Hardy going at it oh, on I our next things. episode. I, they announced that. I forgot. About that. I'm pretty sure they actually might've or at least subtly did. Um, but Wait, so here I am saying, I think they're going to fight each other. And now it's like, yeah, they are. They might've done it quickly during their like normal, like show recap. The, the thing that's tough is what do they announce for the next pay-per-view versus impact? And sometimes I think that that gets lost. I got to stop watching so much wrestling to the point where I forget what I've watched. Well, yeah, we're seeing some highlight package here. Jeff Jarrett slamming that guitar over Jeff Hardy's head. We're back in the impact zone. By the way, if you're following along, we are 15 minutes and four seconds into the show. What the hell is this? Oh, oh shit. It's, it's Antonio Banks, also known as MVP. Wait, has he always had that shitty tattoo on his chest? That's why he wears the fucking the weird bodysuit as his gear, huh? Is it? I thought it's because he has... These, I've heard the rumor that it was a Malcolm X tattoo on his back. Oh, I don't know. And, well, here comes the fucking real reason for this match. The alpha male, Monty Brown. Welcome to the Serengeti. I smell fear. Good chat. (laughs) Is there anything on uh, Antonio Banks' back there? I don't think there is. I think no, a- but it is so weird to see him in like little tights like that. You think it's because of the chest tattoo? No, or- I'm making mostly making a joke about that. Oh. But. Well, you know what? Chris Jericho would probably love this match because MVP is a jobber. <laughs> so. I people think that's like the stupidest thing, but I thought that story was hilarious. I don't argue with jobber. And then he closed, he like left in the elevator as he said that. Yeah. Like that shit's really funny. PWScoops.com. <laughs> that kid is like eleven and he's promoting a PWScoops.com. <laughs> you gotta be kidding me. Maya Brown just faked out sending uh, banks into the crowd there. And they were like, dang it, we really wanted him in in the crowd. When does uh in, oh nice right hand when does Antonio Banks go to WWE like two thousand six? That sounds right, but let me check here. Yeah, check it out. I I liked the initial MVP and his entrance with like the fucking blow up thing. Yeah. Tick tock. Either clock ticking. Tick you he was, stop, he, he, it? it felt like he was U.S. champion for like five years. Dude, yeah, it did. Um, okay. He also did, it looks like, probably wrestle on Explosion. We talked about that in 2003. So, yes, it looks like 2006 is his first. Oh, There's right. the pounce. I missed it by looking down, but I heard it. Crowd likes that move, I tell you. One, two. That's right. That's a three. If count, he did maybe. more of that in his football career, he'd probably still be a football player. Right. Okay. Do you want to know his first televised? Oh, it's hard to say televised here, but it's in 2006. I'm going to say his first match appears 
not on a house show or a dark match, is at No Mercy 2006. Really? And he defeated Marty Garner. And then two days later... Wait, that's... What? Two days later? Yeah, two days later would be the SmackDown tape. Oh, jeez. Yes, you're right. That's right. Um, He fought Kane to a no contest. And then... Wow. Then the next week, actually, I guess four days later, so probably another. Oh, that's a house show. Never mind, skipping that. Look at these. Uh, so images. his first like big match is against Kane. Yes. And then freaking dude, this is so bizarre. Him, he teamed up with Mister Kennedy to fight Kane and Undertaker at the end of that month on SmackDown. And they fought multiple times. So he, finally first, de- he finally he finally defeated Kane on November 14, 2006 in a street fight on SmackDown. What a bizarre feud. Look at Team Canada getting pyro here, dude. Did they have an Inferno match? Uh, I think you're freaking right about that. I'm Is it the same year? Oh, I don't know. Yeah, dude, it is right here. Armageddon 2006. Inferno. Kane defeats so MVP. Weird. They had last man standing matches on house shows. Dude, what a weird first year. Yeah, that's weird. First year, first like three months. Like, what the hell? For, yeah, well, yeah, exactly. What is going on here? We got Team Canada taking on Sanjay Dutt, Amazing Red, Chris Saban, and Mikey Bats. Mikey Bats. We've seen Mikey Mikey Bats before, haven't we? Oh, I don't know. Let's go back and find out. In case your uh, people are forgetting here, Mikey Bats, he is uh, known as being uh, the guy that refused to be a Harry Potter character in the WWE. And he was promptly fired. Okay, you've definitely told that story multiple times, so we've definitely have seen him on camera. Look at this. Uh, I don't know about on camera. I know that we've heard on, I'm looking. on Explosion. I'm looking. Don't you guys worry. He's not drop-kicking divine to the floor eric young double drop okay he's wrestling wrestles on explosion a lot yeah that's why i said that story oh yes we did we just saw him uh not until a couple impact episodes ago when alex shalane abyss defeated him and jerrell clark yeah we are not a source of uh remembering stuff that we've seen no see i knew we did i sure as hell didn't every time i see him i'm gonna mention that just like how every time I see Frankie Kazarian, I tell a story about how he didn't want to shave his head, and then he Look at like his moonsault by oh god, uh, uh, he like missed that, divine. but hit him with his like shin. Yeah, he sold it like it hurt him, but he still technically hit him with his shin, so he had to. Yeah, probably hurt Divine more than fucking Sanjay. Absolutely did. That was so funny. I recently um, saw. Like some hot takes here about Bobby Roode. Like there, there's people who fucking hate Bobby Roode. Who? It was just like people online were like, I can't. There's definitely a comment or like a quote from someone, but it's like people think that he's like wicked boring and like not good. Double under suplex by Roode onto Dutt here uh, for a two count. Uh, maybe he's boring in WWE. I don't know. I I, 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 I haven't watched it. Look, it's official at the bottom, by the way, Bob. Tag team title match. Triple X versus the Naturals. Team Canada versus AMW. Yep. Abyss and Shelly versus Sharkboy and D-Ray 3000. And a Goldilocks Wait. Money versus oh, Contract. 
That's right. And then Mike Posey against David Young. And if David Young loses, he's never he's going to leave. Um, Monty Brown, Jeff Hardy. Dude, freaking pay-per-view sounding really good. Seems like every segment or every match serves a purpose. That's good. Right. That kicks down Rude and in comes Saban. Saban cleaning house. Buckle bombs Williams into Rude. Saban's a lot of fun to watch. And he's like Mm -hmm. only 39. In t- like today. Today. Obviously not in 2004. I don't know. I'm just I'm pointing it out. Some sure. people might not know. Yeah, yeah Chris Saban is yeah. awesome. Um, Look at this. Oh, what are they doing? They're out four corners. Not every corner of the ring because, you know, there's six of them now. Stereo Huracaranas. Well done. You couldn't do that in a regular ring, Bob. There's not enough room. They did it on four corners. Not enough room in a real ring, Bob. Oh, shit. Eric Young and Divine. Yeah, taken out by Saban and Red. Mikey Bat's kicking ass here. 20 years old he is here. Mikey Bat's doesn't really go on to have much of a career, I noticed, when we were just checking his, his TNA stuff. He doesn't really do a whole lot. No, he doesn't. And it's because Whoa. he didn't want to do the freaking Harry Potter thing. Did you well, see that somersault? Holy shit. Oh, they did a moonsault. That yeah, was Rude. nice. Yeah. Rude sort of, I thought, I don't know. That looked like a confusing move, but it looked really nice, so I'm fine with it. Yeah, that went for a hurricane, got caught, and then Rude went to powerbomb to the a floor. A somersault then, hurricane. He flipped. Right. And, and then Dutch decided, and then Dutch decided, no, I'm going to do a moonsault. Yeah. So that was nice. Canadian Destroyer on Mikey Bats. That's got to be it. One, two. There it is. And shockingly, he pinned Mikey Bat. Wow, I didn't know that was going to happen. Literally the only enhancement <laughs> in the match. <laughs> See, if Lynn wasn't injured, that probably would have been Jerry Lynn in the match. Not necessarily no way. pinned. Not necessarily pinned. I don't think he'd be in the match. There's no way. With Saban and stuff? Dude, that's Team NWA. He literally just teamed with him. Now you'd have a better shot of having, like, D-Ray in there. No, get the fuck out of here, you fucking bullshit. Look at, dude, Studio 21, the new asylum. Someone signed in the front row says. Taking shots, baby. Oh, yeah, again, probably Raven next, right? Well, as we're potentially getting that next and seeing another package, let me give you one of my short notes here, Bob. There's okay. apparently a lot of talk internally about running house shows later this year. And uh, I believe it is uh, Alvarez notes that at the very least, they should probably wait until they get a better time slot on FSN before they do that. Yeah, I, yeah. Because if they do house shows by the end of the year, I can just see the notes now. They were in Fort Wayne, Indiana. There was 45 fans in attendance. And here's the card. David Young defeating Sharkboy. That match went 27 minutes. And that'd be cool. The main event was uh, Michael Shane beating uh, fucking Saban, which would be good. But like, is Jeff Hardy gonna feel the bounce, Bob? Oh, he hit him in the nuts. That's a disqualification if I've ever seen one. Hardy, Hardy. Uh, This past Wednesday at the Asylum. 
These video packs drive me nuts. I'm going to pee real quick. Okay, I'm going to talk about the return of Raven. If you guys are following along, by the way, 26 minutes, 20 seconds. We have, if you want to be like Bob, 19 minutes, 5 seconds left of the show. Show's flying by. Impacts always do. And uh, they're just easier to get through. I think, I'm hoping they're an easier listen too sometimes, but either way, we try to we try to keep it fun for everyone. Tom Storm in the crowd. Nice sign, Tom. And look at this. Bob is missing out on the return. Of Kid Romeo to TNA Wrestling. Just Romeo is what his nameplate says. And it looks like he's going to be facing Raven. Raven finally has his good song back. I think he's he's probably had it for a little bit now. but Raven making his TNA Impact debut here. About damn time, if you ask me. Here he comes slowly walking to the ring. Raven... Well, I probably got to go to the doctor. There's blood in my urine. I hope you're joking. I am joking. I'm just keeping you on your toes and have there be some excitement in my life. I'm keeping you on your toes because do you see who's in the ring with Raven right now? Bob, the return. Hey, hey, Kid hey, Romeo. Hey. Romeo. Hey, hey, hey. Yeah, well, That's he's fighting Raven. That's theme song. Gotcha. By the way, I believe Kid Romeo uh, is a former... WCW Cruiserweight Tag Team Champion. And I'm surprised that we haven't had an angle here where Kid Romeo's like, yo, Elix, remember us, dude? We're tag champs. Why are you with Christopher Daniels? I can't believe that they haven't done the thing where Elix Skipper's like, I'm being on Team Canada because I was on the original Team Canada. That would be... <laughs> that would be phenomenal storytelling. I just don't know why they're not doing that. Yeah. Raven with a side Russian leg sweep into the guardrail. Why is Scott Demore not going up to him and be like, "Hey, man, it, you, me- remember you remember what past? you did?" Yeah, I I truly don't understand why they're not. Another one, dude. Look at these squish the people in the. Yeah, their shins are their shins and knees are probably they're done. Good. Yeah, they're done. They should sign Lance Storm. Yeah, and then Lance Storm can be like, "Elix, we gotta take out Team Canada because we're the real Team Canada." A third one, dude. See in the back of the head and his back make contact with that guardrail. Raven looks like he's in a little bit better shape. I was thinking that too when he came out. Actually, I feel like he's got changes. Face his face though. I don't like. I don't know how I feel about the mustache. Or the mustache part, yeah. It's kind of weird. Yeah, it's weird. Oh, you know what? And I don't. I don't think we really left. noted that he's. Uh, his hair is fully grown back. Yeah, it is. He is not. It's no longer little. He bus. also had his good theme back. Not that bullshit they were trying to do for a while, which I, I feel like he's had again. But I just noticed it again because he actually came out to it. Raven effect DDT, and he wins. Minute fifty-one. Yeah, Romeo. I don't think Romeo did anything in that match. No. I think you hear me. Oh, they coming in. Oh, there's look who's coming guy. through the crowd. But it's Sabu and that girl with a balloon heart. <laughs> Interesting. We're going to have a really confrontation Sabu? right here. Oh, he's talking. Oh, that's weird. Oh, shit. Oh, he fucking slapped him. God. Look at him. Look at him strategically place that chair right there. 
triple jump off the uh, guardrail onto Raven, and we're brawling ringside now, rights and lefts. And How right. do we feel about Sabu talking? I mean, we didn't hear what he was saying, but he was definitely talking to him. Yeah, that was kind of weird. Look at the security breaking it up. Wow. That was no, quick. Kind of quickly jumped away from that. Oh, boy. Dusty Rhodes talking six uh, points of impact with Jeff Hammond next. Oh, Jeffy, 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 Jeffy. Here we go. I'm a legend, Jeffy. Talk. We brought in Dusty Rhodes here. We're going to talk six six points of impact. So you want to hear these? Okay, what is your favorite kind of meat to eat? Well, baby, the American dream loves all kinds of meats. That's not That's not what he's asking. Oh, okay, sorry. This is not the interrogators. <laughs> Fuck, I'm so glad that segment's over. Those are so bad. Oh, no. Oh, no. He just said the championship committee will be named soon. So they're going through a lot. Fuck. Jeff Hammond also keeps staring at the camera still. He's Ready? facing the camera. He's not even facing Dusty. <laughs> he's the... I think he's ready for prime time, baby. He's talking about money, he bro. Doesn't even, he doesn't even give Jeff Hardy, or uh, Jeff Jarrett doesn't give Jeff Hardy triple A status. He still says he's a double A. No, he's talking about Monty Brown. Oh, I thought you were saying Jeff Hardy. No, no, Monty Brown. Let's say, dude. You better three Do you think open. Jeff Hammond just says the words and doesn't like comprehend the responses? <laughs> he says, next question. Okay. Kind of. Like Dusty could just be like, you know, Bruno Sammartino, he's uh he's a great world champion. I really looked forward to wrestling him. And like Jeff Hammond asked about Jeff Jarrett, and he would just go to the he would just transition to the next question. Okay, that was six points of impact. And I'll be honest, it. guys, I don't know what we really get out of that. That there's nothing there. Give me a break. Who's this? Oh. Two members of the USA Olympic wrestling team. That's Daniel Cormier. Are you shitting me? Joe Williams. Daniel, that's the guy on the right is Daniel Cormier. Cormier, yeah, well. Daniel Cormier. <laughs> I got a note about these guys, Bob. He's a UFC, like, legend. I got a note about him. You ready? TNA issued a 287-word press release talking about how Daniel Cormier and Joe Williams, two members of the U.S. Olympic wrestling team, were going to be appearing on Impact Friday. And now we're with Mike and Don on, on the microphone. Their audio isn't working. Uh, the, the thing's quote says, We are thrilled to be able to recognize these two Olympians on Impact, Dixie Carter said in the release, quote, These men, both of whom are medal contenders, have put in countless hours of hard work and training to represent the United States and our sport of wrestling. Amateur wrestling has been overshadowed in recent years, and we want to send them to Athens with the appreciation and recognition they deserve. And Dave also notes here, for those that missed the show, or sorry, not Dave, Brian Alvarez, uh, they were on screen for approximately five seconds and then vanished forever. <laughs> they even got pyro. And they got pyro. But as Bob noted, I did know the name Daniel Cormier, and I was like, is it the same one I know? And I yeah. think you just confirmed that. Yeah, it absolutely is. That's cr I was not expecting that. 
Maybe the uh, coming soon is Daniel uh, Daniel Cormier. Dude. We're talking about all the impact or matches on pay-per-view. We actually talked about all those scrolling across the bottom of the screen already. We are 34 minutes, 25 seconds into the show. And if you're Bob, we have 11 minutes left. See, you're slowly converting over. I figure you're going to say it anyways. I haven't. You've done two time checks and I haven't done my time check. I did your time check while you were gone too. Oh, you did? Okay, well, that's good. I think it's better to do it on this kind of show where it's like, when it's like, okay, guys, we have an hour and 54 minutes left. It's like, okay, shut up. How did I need we just it? started it, man. We I, just started I, it. I need to do it for the two-hour show. Did Don West get a haircut? Uh, yeah, I think he did. It looked, or at least he, he did something different with it. That's right. It's I don't know Styles. if he is really breathing at this point. Oh, okay, now he's breathing because he stopped talking. <laughs> he was like, <gasps> he's Excalibur before Excalibur. And you know, dude, that's actually a really good comparison. Because Don West says a fucking lot without taking a breath. He says a lot. Oh, God. He's the only guard. Bob, how much longer are we dealing with these guys? Onyx, don't look at the camera. Uh, idiot. Don't look. Don't look. These guys aren't lasting another two months. Chad, Bob, don't look. It. Chad's a pro. He didn't look. Onyx is not a pro. He looked at the camera. For your first time on Impact, Jeff uh, Jarrett. How much longer do I think we're going to see the elite guard? Less than two months is my guess. I'm going to say that they are gone before the end of the asylum years. That's kind of what I'm thinking. So I'm going to say, I'll say by the mid of August. That's like what I was thinking. I did two months to be nice. Jeff Jarrett come out here. Oh, Bob, hold on a second. What? Look at freaking Jeff Jarrett's jacket. What about it? This is brand new. He's never worn this. That looks like. Like a cover for a, like a car. For a seat it does, car. yeah. Uh, this is new entrance attire for Jeff Jarrett. Usually he wears this weird tight spandex shirt. Not tonight. Long entrance coat. It's got weird clips in the front that he does not have clips. Wait a minute. Is this, is this, I know you just said this is like the first time. Is this the debut look for him doing this? Like forever now? I kind of think it is. Mm, you might be right. It would make sense to do on his first impact now. Yeah, no, it's it's a good move. It's a good move. Probably action figure. Oh too. no, Bob. Oh uh, well, Shark He's Boy is sacrificed. Yeah, fucking Shark Boy. Oh shit. I was hoping maybe Jeff Jarrett would hit Daniel Cormier with a uh, with a guitar, but judging by what you're telling me, uh, we don't see him again. No, I I don't want to spoil it, but Shark Boy barely finishes entrance. Jeff Jarrett I love, immediately. I love how Jeff Jarrett had to. Sneak attack before the bell on Shark Boy. Because you don't want to give him any type of advantage. <laughs> Onto the announce table that is made of freaking brick. Brick, steel, and solid gold. Rumor has it the impact table is still in the same location at that <laughs> sound stage. It has not it, it's never moved. Could you imagine AEW Dark or whatever? And it's just like you go over TNA, TNA Wrestling Impact announce table. Yeah. Shark Boy tossed into the crowd what if, here. What if like Taz and Excalibur are sitting at that table that's just remained there? That's, the that'd be hilarious. 15 years. Oh, drops him throat first over the guard railing. Who's this guy think he is? 
freaking crush and sharp always rainy savage. You can't do that. Stomping away on him. Is this our first time brawling in the crowd at the impact zone? Uh, maybe they're doing a pretty good job of keeping the fans away, though. I'll tell you. Yeah, that. they are. Jabbed him with a chair again. Well, if it is the first time, which I believe it is, it's only appropriate that it's Jeff Jarrett. Match. Well, yeah, it's very fitting that it's freaking Jarrett. The guy has his formula. Yes, he does. Oh, chair. Chair shot. Do you notice that camera change? It was further away. Was that on purpose, do you think? Oh, maybe. Well, was they that- didn't go further away on the jab, though. Because it wasn't getting swung at him. They probably were worried it was going to be a headshot or something. They pulled back. Remember they were doing that? Was it on WCW, right? And they switched the camera. Or or is on... uh, We watched a show on uh, Icopod. It was like the blood or something. They went like wicked far away. The blood they will zoom... That's what I mean, the blood. There's a few times on Nitro where like, Bischoff would be like, all right, can we get a wide shot? Because Regal's bleeding. Let's get a wide shot. Jesus. Which makes no sense because, like, you can still see the blood. Like, yeah. It doesn't cover it up. Right. Now they're up in the crowd. They're working their way up here. They're just brawling everywhere they can in the crowd. You're surrounded by his loyal followers. Ain't I great? I'm Double J, Jeff Jarrett. Did you uh, listen to the the latest Jarrett podcast at this point to ask Jarrett anything? No, I did not. Well, one of the fans asked, "Oh, Sharp Boy's making a comeback. Why? Uh, why? How come you were only ever champion when you when you booked it yourself?" Oh my God, they asked him that. Yeah, and then Jared goes, "Well, I was WCW champion. I didn't book that, but I, I was thinking like Vince Russo's like your best friend." So you kind of poked it yourself. I can't believe Conrad asked him. It wasn't Conrad. It was like the other guy. Oh, wait. Oh, no. Oh, God. Yeah. I don't know if I can't listen to it then. Sharp on the top rope. He did bite Jared's butt. Yeah. That's basically Jared's Achilles heel. Take him a minute to recover from that. Another missile dropkick. That's right. Oh, shell, yeah. He's going to the top rope. And another missile drop kick. Three missile One, drop kicks two. in a row. He almost and just pinned the NWA world champion. That's how you kill a finish. Missile drop kick. It wasn't his finish, though, at least. Well, it was somebody else's finish, probably, and he just killed it. What is he doing? Rude awakening. Oh, low oh, blow. Low blow. Referee definitely didn't see that. Nope. No, that's why he's the, the in the business. And there's the stroke. He stroked him to the mat. One, two, three. You know what they say, Impact Wrestling, they've got the best referees. Really, Pyro, pyro for Pyro to win. <laughs> what are we doing? Oh, my God. What, budget what was that, dude? <laughs> Get out of here. What a challenge. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That was ridiculous, Pyro, for no reason. Is that the point, you know? Is that just to give him more heat? No, he's got a microphone. He probably thinks it's a big deal. Ah, I am the king of the mountain. 
Ain't I great? Hardy. Jeff Hardy, I know you're in the it's impact here. zone. Because I want to run you out of TNA before the ink on your contract dries. Well, it's been like a few days. I think the ink has been maybe dried. Don't hit Shark Boy with that guitar, you bastard. And oh, shit. Where, where's Rudy Trout? Oh. Oh. Modest. Modest to the top. He's running. Jeff already going in there. He's getting beat pop. up, though. He's got okay. a jersey in his back pocket. Look at his pants. Dropkick. It's a dropkick. I think he's got a Ricky Williams Dolphins jersey in his back pocket. I don't know why he's got it in his back pocket, but he does. Oh, traffic in the corner. Uh, oh, oh, what the fuck? Where did my brow come from? Meow. The boats. Oh, Jarrett, Monty Brown, face to face. I had him. I had him where I wanted him. You needed me. I had him where I wanted him. And look at we're ending with these like little promos to hype up the pay per view matches, and with the names at the bottom, so you know who's talking. Oh, look at me! This one's kind of funny because it's filmed clearly on the pay per view like stage. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I guess they mostly are. Cause look at this one is too. We're gonna make history next week. <laughs> You kind of put him over there. One great tag team down, one more to go. Yeah. Why does it look like Dusty's talking and he's in agony doing it? <laughs> oh, man. Oh, AMW. He's like, I got three letters for you and it ain't USA. I thought it was, I didn't know what it was going to be. Yeah. S O. Oh, Canada. Well, it's called Altimax, but I call it the House of Styles. I wish that in these promos, they were like, Jeff Hardy, you attack me on impact, but we know that you're going to lose. I'm in there, but it's like in front of the pay-per-view stage, so it's very clearly a pre-tape. What? Ooh, Sabu, when's the night? Beware of the Raven effect. Short, Short trip. trip, bad landing. Is that going to be the, ne the next catchphrase he says every show? Short trip, I, bad landing. I think you hear me knocking. I think I'm coming you in. What they say, possession's nine-tenths of the law. All right, well, I think the, I think the next weekly show is going to be a pretty good one. Yeah, I agree with that. At least on paper, it is. Well, what did you think about this episode of Impact, Bob? Uh, I'll, I'll say it was... I enjoyed it. I yeah, feel like I, it's really hard to fuck up a 45-minute show. I agree I mean, with that. We've seen it countless times on Oiko, Bob, but with Impact... Different era, though. Of, different era, right. But, like, in this era, with the amount of guys they have, I mean... I think this this week... It takes some effort. This week, I do think, was better than last week. And why I say that is because I feel like last week... Last week's Impact, like, kind of nothing happened. Um, and this one, at least they had some pretty exciting moments. So I think I like this one better than that one. 
But yeah, I mean, either way, I, I like the show. We saw some fun people, Antonio Banks, Kid Romeo, even, you know, like that was kind of fun to see those guys. Um, yeah, I liked it as well. And as Bob said, I think that our next episode, covering that next weekly pay-per-view, dude. Whew. Ultimate X4, Monty Brown and Jeff Hardy. Raven's probably going to confront Sabu again. AMW, Team Canada, Naturals, Triple X. Actually, yeah, I'm, I'm looking is, at the card now. We know every match. Right. We know every single match that's happening. Abyss and Shelly against Sharkboy and D-Ray for the contracts and the money. That's right. David Young, Mike Posey. Will David Young be done? Is this the end of him? Dude. You can only hope. <sighs> you say Ultimate X and you say Jeff Hardy, Monty Brown. <sighs> Sign me the fuck up. I th- yeah, I mean, by dude, I mean, the, come on. This the Nationals strong... Triple X, like, what has happened? What is going on, dude? Next week's episode's going to be awesome. I cannot wait. Yeah, that's going to be good. Well, hopefully you guys uh, join us for that show. Uh, I think it's going to be a lot of fun. There's a lot going on here in TNA. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you're able to hold our interest, I mean, bravo to you. Uh, all right. We'll see you guys in a couple of days. Ultimate X4 and everything else that we've already mentioned. Until then, for Dallas Greeley, I'm Bob Kline Jr., and this has been the TNA Cross the Line Podcast.